Civic duty! Civic fucking duty! Fuck! I forgot my fucking shoes at home. On my way to go play racquetball. I forgot my fucking shoes. Because I'm so... Fuck! Unbelievable. All my stuff from the Keystone was in different bag. I don't know why the fuck I wouldn't put my fucking practice shoes back in my practice bag, but I didn't because I'm so fucking stupid. I so badly want to use the R word right now because there's something fucking wrong with me. There's no way there isn't. I am like, there has to be something fucking mental, like, just fuck man yeah I want to use the R word because I feel so fucking mentally challenged right now so frustrating all the fucking shit that I do wrong constantly so fucking bad I was almost there by the time I said oh I don't know if I have my shoes fuck so fucking Unbelievably frustrating now. It just. God! I just want to fucking crash into a light post right now. It's so fucking aggravating. God! I don't know why I wouldn't. When I. Packed for the key. After I was. When I was packing. On my way home. From Winnipeg. Leaving the Keystone. I don't know why the fuck I didn't put my fucking shoes back. So fucking bad. Fuck. So fucking frustrating, man. As you can tell, I've wrecked my voice. I did a lot more yelling at myself and just in general before I started the recording. And now I'm just going to chip away on megabytes, make a positive out of a negative. I'm probably not even going to talk much. Fuck me. God damn it. Fuck! So bad! Fuck! It's always something. Always something. Fucking waste of gas, waste of time, waste of life. Fuck! God damn it! Fuck! So bad. And fucking incredible. So fucking stupid, man. So stupid. hot right now because I'm so angry. It's this mental illness right now. You're getting a glimpse. Whoever listens to this gets to know.
video. Let's hear. Canadian firefighters and that that are loaning themselves out to efforts there, so we'll keep watching and being uh, Like I looked in my bag. In I put my lunch and the my fucking cords to charge my electronics. My phone and my Bluetooth headphones, the cords to charge that stuff. Negotiations that were going on I put I checked for balls. I checked for everything. And yet at no point did I look in there and go, oh I need to have my shoes. For essentially two percent increase in funding that will flow over the next ten years. And so it amounts so bad forty-six billion from Ottawa. So bad. As long as the province fuck is wrong with me, how the money is spent, and report data to demonstrate whether uh. the money is making a difference in the healthcare system. I heard reports from Scott Moe on various different stations while I was driving back from Prince Albert this afternoon. Wow. And I'm also referring to a Saskatoon Star Phoenix story. Uh, so our local news are doing some good job covering on this. And so Premier Moe said. You know, it was maybe not the deal we got, but I'm happy we've got a deal and we can start to put it towards stuff, including um, wait times on surgeries. And yeah. that's what it is. Of course, premiers were asking for 35% of the budget, up from the current 22%. Um, so this is significantly lower, but they're saying, look, $25 billion, you know, yeah, the amount of money that was given by the federal government, we're going to take it because we need to get moving on this stuff and go forward. So that's kind of the outcome of all of the discussions that we had around um, healthcare, and that's going across the the, the funding. But the New York, or sorry, New Brunswick Premier Blaine Hicks, just reading here from the article, saying funding will only pay for about 14 days of services in his province. But he said it's time to move forward. I would say, though, there's a certainty of a recognition that this doesn't begin to reflect the needs in the healthcare system. That's from Frederick Tillman. Yeah. So there are going different things there. Michelle Thompson, the health minister, out of Nova Scotia, said it lines up with the priorities. You know, let's get to signing this and move on. But again, our premier was very diplomatic in his response today and just said it's not going to be that. You know, a monumental change that we were looking for, but it's still more than what was on the table before. And I don't really anticipate there's going to be a lot of peace and quiet, you know, in the days to come uh, about this. I, I really do believe that after our bookings, if I can, their, their staff, you know, all the everyone else who's involved need to sort of collaborate on this too. Uh, but I, I was reading an interesting article about. Um, how you know healthcare funding is needed uh, throughout Canada, but also restructuring and how healthcare services are delivered. Uh, you and I have talked about this, Lenore, many, many times when it comes to public versus privatization. Uh, but it's also just something that sort of floats in the back of my head. So I would be very curious, uh, and I will be very curious over the next few days to watch this uh, and to see how people are, uh, how the our leaders are reacting to it and uh, any thoughts that they may have in the days to come. Well, the NDP health critics, Vicky Moe and Matt Moe, are saying a different focus is needed. 
Paul Beasley saying that community health advisory networks need to be reestablished so that local leaders are oriented on it because they existed before the local health authorities were amalgamated. Okay, they were just founded. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they have a different perspective. I, I do think there's more, you know, if I had to climb in here, I would just say to both the NDP oh, and God the damn it. So mad. Like, so mad. What's working right now hasn't been working great. Right. Worked in the past obviously wasn't working great either. Okay. So I'm gonna book a court. Right there, right just hanging out. Like, why wouldn't I just put those in my backpack? I might have, you know what? I might have even taken them out to make sure I had balls. Maybe. Would I have done that? I hope not. I might have, though. I might have literally taken my shoes out to check to see if I had balls and then not put them back in. I don't know. It's so bad. It's so bad. Ugh. upset with myself. Very upset with myself, but I'm okay. Okay, have a good night, guys. Love you. Have a happy Valentine's Day, okay, guys? See you, buddy. Have a Valentine's Day. Love you. Love you. Right side. I guess I left some food at work that I might 
now that I, because I didn't have the key um, for yeah, work yeah, when I left. A lot, but now they're I forgot that as okay, long we'll as well as so forgetting my shoes. I forgot that key. so bad because it's not like I've been doing anything better. Like I still constantly fuck up even though I read myself out when I fuck up. I still fuck up. So maybe I would fuck up way more if I didn't lose it on myself. But I don't know. Like maybe it's worth trying something different. I don't know. But ah. Man, that makes me so upset. So upset. Like, so upset. Well, the Tory, by the way, is about, what, 67 or something like that? So that happened, and he had to, you know, well, he was forced. I know he was. And I know I'm 98% positive after talking to colleagues who still work in the industry that somewhere provincially he was kind of nudged to make this announcement. Ontario had plays very, very dirty with its politics. Uh, and I was very shocked at the beginning when I started working there uh, at the legislature and then um, in other places. But um, don't be too surprised if you hear that um, Premier Ford himself decides to run for mayor of Toronto. Not just his nephew. Uh, don't be surprised by any of this stuff. There are things churning around in Ontario that profoundly impact us here in Saskatchewan. And that's why I brought it up. Alberta. That's why I brought it up because I think absolutely you got some some dumb sleepy story with a dumb sleepy mayor that got you know. Light was hardly green for any time. (laughs) What uh, (laughs) the fuck you? He got caught. That's because John Tory isn't dumb and nor is he sleepy. Oh, yeah. 
Play guilty, play better. I gotta get fired up and have a good fucking session. Even though I'm kind of, sort of, taking a light week. Usually I take a week off after the selection event, but the Keystone was going on, so I didn't. It's kind of gonna be a light week, but I gotta play hard and good. After fucking this up. actually a person that's so there was a couple people that are turning on the circle drive from first uh, avenue and then pandemic and everything but, uh, plummeted uh and then i take every red light now everyone's in recovery mode it's but so very very mentally ill that, of me. um you know given the the problems that people have with traveling uh to see numbers that are that are still lower uh given that i you know i hear so many people who want to go out and travel but I think this is just so difficult and expensive Lenore you know to, oh. to get out of here and I'm one of them who, who adds my name to that list about it is it's different you know I used to travel all the time four or five six times a year going to Toronto Vancouver wherever it's just not happening you know uh, even with safety measures that I take to travel so yeah it's well, tough. part of it is that we've cut off access so and there's that yeah absolutely there's that there was a something announced today though and that's WestJet has added a flight back from Saskatoon to Kelowna. Uh, yeah. I think that's happening starting right away. So that was announced uh, this week. So 
just, I'm just wondering as a planner or as, as someone who, you know, looks to the future, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel for, yeah. for all of us? Yeah, I do. I do, just in the fact that economies cycle, you know, and we're yeah. going through a bit of a mess here for the next few years and come out the other side as we always do. War tends to put economies back on something, you know, because you're getting the economy going by supplying all the things for wars and natural disasters. So that's the kind of the downside upsides of economies and how they work, right? Supply, demand, need, you know, and so there's lots of needs out there. So it shifts the economies and the priorities of it, but it definitely will start to bolster out. Plus we have a prioritization around affordable housing. Yeah. Stock in itself. You know, Saskatoon is seen as kind of the generator of Saskatchewan's GDP because a lot of the, you know, housing starts and all that sort of stuff are coming up here. And so they're, you know, long range planning and that is all focused on trying hey, to get green arrows. Let's use it, guys. That's why you're seeing the Let's Reno move, projects move, 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 and all move. these other things going on. Good job. It does spend, Very good it does way to handle that green arrow. Guys, way to go. Way to go. You know, as individuals here, because this is the time when it's really ouchy. You know, you've got, you know, utility bills that are in the 30 and 40 percent, you know, increase over, you know, just over a year ago or just in the last couple of years. You've got COVID that's really compounded the way things are. You have a big shift in the way that we're having to do business as a result of that. We still don't know what the whole long term implications of COVID will be, and we're still in it. Um, and we need to know that, even though we've learned to live with it, but we don't know what the next step of that could be or what the next one after that will be. So we have to keep preparing for that. We know natural disaster. All right. Okay. I'm going to keep recording there, buddy old pal. Hope you're okay with that.
that your mom caught or Frustrating. Right, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. See you later.